Hi, everyone. We are in chapters 12 in our study of the book of Romans. And we started out in chapters 1 through 8 on chapters of life with a specific focus on, you could say, sanctification, glorification, and confirmation. Then we got to Romans 9 through 11, and we got to a portion where most theologians would consider to be a parenthetical or a clarifying thought of Paul, but that definitely doesn't mean that it was unnecessary. And from previous podcasts, I think all of us could see that there were lots of benefits that we gained from having these three chapters. And Paul, in those three chapters, he took a sort of opportunity to open up the matter of selection, the matter of calling on the Lord and receiving him. And he was able to speak about grace, mercy, knowing the riches and wisdoms of, of God, knowledge of God, and a bunch of other things. So certainly, I would say there, was no, there were no wasted words in those three chapters. But if you look back at chapters 1 through 8 for a moment, you could see a pretty typical Christian experience. For most of us, I would say we aspire to live up to the standard of chapter 8. And why wouldn't we? You know, if you look at chapter 8, just, just as I'm reading here, uh, there's the law of the spirit of life freeing us, the mind uh, being set on the spirit, being life and peace, Christ being in us and our spirit being life, the spirit indwelling us and even giving life to our mortal bodies, living life, knowing that all things work together for good to those who love God, being conformed to the image of Christ, seeing that we have been predestinated, called, justified and glorified in him, experiencing that God is with us. So who can be against us? living a life of God giving us all things, even us having a conquering life through him, Christ, who loved us, and and even we are persuaded that neither life, death, nor angels or principalities or any things present, things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, these things all sound great, right? The problem is that most Christians only live up to chapter 8. And most Christians, at least in their experience, only have chapter uh, have eight chapters in their book of Romans. And um, maybe it's not fair to say that we only have eight chapters, but at least as we live our Christian lives, we have a goal or maybe a finish line set on Romans 8. And as I was considering this, I think, I think it's probably because most of us have been raised in a realm where we have the sentiment that, oh, if I can only reach that spiritual level or the spiritual stage of that brother or sister, and then I would be happy. I will have made it. I'll, I'll have completed my race. But in our, our reading schedule, we didn't stop at Romans 8. And we continued from Romans 8 through chapters 9, 10, and 11, and eventually found ourselves here in chapters tw- chapter 12 where all the things regarding life in the first eight chapters continued. But this, this string, string or topic of life was for another reason, another goal. We still have the potential as Christians to read chapters 1 through 8 and still live our lives for ourselves and for our own spiritual growth and progress. But, okay, think about this. If you were going to read a book or listen to a speech we probably all would agree that you need to listen to the author's or the speaker's concluding word or their summary. And in our case, here in our our study of the book of Romans, how did Paul conclude this epistle? In the last five chapters, guess what it's on? It's still on the Christian life, but it's not in a general way. This is for the body life 
a life in the church. So Paul, he immediately begins chapter 12 with an exhortation for us to present our bodies as living sacrifices and to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. This transformation is awesome. It's wonderful. In Greek, the word transformation, some of you might already know this, but it includes the meaning of having a change. And this change, it's not a change in our character, in our conduct, but it's an inward and metabolic change. It's a change where the very life of God, the divine life, has a way to uplift, saturate, change, and grow in and with the life of God. This is wonderful news. And we don't have to remain, this is wonderful news, why? Because we don't have to remain in our, you know, at times pitiful or helpless fallen condition. If we stopped here, believe it or not, we would be omitting basically the last five chapters of the book of Romans. So what does the rest talk about? I kind of already mentioned it, but the rest of Romans, chapters 12 through 16, will show us how this life which we have received, the life we are experiencing and enjoying, and the growth and transformation and the sanctification of our whole being, it's not just for ourselves, but it's for the church. And it is a life for and in the body of Christ. So this Christian life, It's not for our own progress, but it's for the progress and growth of the body. So for all of us, my encouragement after reading this is that we would not be satisfied or troubled by our condition because the life that is in you and is in me is not just for you or just for me. It is for our practical life in the church and in the body. And that will eventually cause the body to be fully grown and that this church the church would be prepared so that the Lord would be able to return for his spotless, wrinkle-free, full-of-life bride.